the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. Good morning, and welcome to today's edition of Ion Real Estate with your co-host, Dottie Herman, Vice Chair of Douglas Elliman, the National Director of Strategic Sales for Citizens Bank, Ace Watana Suparp, and myself, Attorney Stephen Ebert, a partner with the law firm of Kasson & Kasson, focusing on real estate and private client matters. Good morning, Ace. Good morning, Stephen. Um, as you can tell, listeners, uh, Dottie's not on the show today, but uh, you'll have the pleasure of uh, spending some time with uh, me and Stephen Ebert. So we're excited to be here. Well, we got a great show. There's a lot going on um, in the economy, a lot going on in the real estate industry and in finance. We have also a uh, terrific speaker joining us at the 11 o'clock hour. Um, she is a well-known um, advisor, consultant, author, columnist, on real estate and personal financial matters. So um, it's going to be a great show. Uh, but what I really want to start off, uh, Ace, if we can talk to our viewers about, there's a lot of concern about what's going on in the economy with job reports, with inflation, with about supply chain. And I think it's worth giving a little bit of background about what's going on and perspectives that you have on the banking side that I have what we're seeing and then tying that into what we think um, may have an impact on the real estate market. Um, so, so what are you seeing yeah. over um, at the bank with some of your clients? Oh, Stephen, so many clients are concerned with inflation, right? The cost of goods, uh, the the buying power of the dollar, you know, will inflation, you know, cause folks to just be priced out of uh, just, Purchasing, I mean, right now with the pandemic, if you're looking to buy a car, if you're looking to build a home, there's so much increase in the, uh, you know, in the in the products and goods, right? Even if you're in the restaurant industry as well, you know, um, inventory and and cost of goods on the, uh, you know, on the food supply chain has gone up. So there's a lot of concern there, you know, obviously correlating to the banking world. With, in, with inflation, cost of goods sold being increased, you know, there's always that that point of inflection, right? At what point uh, does the economy recover, and at what point do rates start going up? Um, obviously, if rates go up, it's not as good for our customers in terms of getting a refinance or purchasing a home. But if rates go up, it actually means that there's positive signs of the economy recovering. So. 
you know, what we are thinking is that if rates go up, it's a healthy increase. Uh, we're looking forward to that increase, hopefully by 2022. And I think for our listeners, if you're even thinking about refinancing and you own a home today or you're, or you're looking to purchase, always remember that right now it's a very interesting time for you, right? Rates are, are below 3% on a 30-year fixed. It's almost it, it's, it's almost free money, Stephen. So, you know, I would, I would really encourage all of our listeners to look at their statements if you do own a home. And, and just take a look to see where you are in terms of interest rates. And if you can get at least half a percent lower or even 1% lower from your current rate today, um, it's worth giving giving us a call here um, on the show. Or if you have any outstanding debt that, that you have in credit cards or if you have other um, large debts that, that you want to pay off that, that you're – that you're getting high interest rates on, you know, anything above seven, eight, nine percent, it's worth it to consolidate that debt, refinance your home, and possibly take a cash out. Um, so there's there's a lot of things that you can do right now with the low rates. But going back to the economy, Stephen, it's going to be very interesting how we come out of the uh, pandemic. And you know, the more the government continues to uh, capitalize and infuse more capital. Um, they're just really just printing money and uh, increasing the debt ceiling um, height that, that we're in today. So it's a, it's a very interesting interesting uh, sort of uh, situation that we're in. And, you know, I, what are your thoughts, Stephen? There's, there's, there's a, lot of, a lot of thoughts in regards to, you know, when we're going to come out of the uh, pandemic, you know, what's going to happen uh, with corporations, small businesses, What's, what's your thoughts, Stephen? There's a lot of pieces to break down. And before I get into that, I just want to remind our, our, our listeners that if you have scenarios or questions, to definitely make sure to call in. And the call-in number for the station is 866-970-9622. Um, I'm going to tackle it from the consumer side, and then I'm going to bounce around to some other things because I think you're absolutely right. There's so many component parts, which also I must stress to our listeners that when there is a lot of things going on, a lot of change, there's always opportunity. Because if you're able to look through the fog and see what's happening, then you have the real opportunity for real growth and economic gain. And you know, one thing I'm going to start off with, which doesn't sound like it's real estate related, but since you made the comment, I know you and your family are connected to the restaurant um, uh, industry, there were two articles that I was reading, one about Costco and one about the largest poultry manufacturer in the UK who basically supplies about one-third of the UK market in poultry. And the interesting thing about the article, um, besides the fact that you know people eat a lot of chicken and that's important to the economy, is that the articles were almost the same. It was fascinating where they both talked about the ability to, we had about a 20-year run of cheap chicken, which supplies restaurants, which supplies certain fast food. And the discussion was, is the time period where this commodity is now going to increase a lot and the impact on people's take-home and disposable income. And so it's really interesting because 
this is something I think to watch because there's a concept in economics called substitute goods where if let's say the price of beef goes up, people switch to chicken because it costs less. But if the substitute goes up, where do people spend their money? And what does it mean when it has an income, uh, an impact on disposable income? So it's definitely something to watch, but it was fascinating. And, and I always want to keep this in perspective. This question that came up, literally articles were written days apart. There's an article about the US and an article about the UK. And so I want to stress out there that we need to look at some of the global impacts on things. And with that, I want to talk about two things over in China, which we can consider an impact on our market. Um, one of them has to do with the whole story of Evergrande, which I'm sure you're familiar with. Um, and then the second is how the U.S. is looking at cryptocurrency versus how China is approaching it. And, it, and it's really fascinating. And those are two topics that could be two hours each on their own. But briefly for our listeners to touch on it, you know, the Evergrande story, Evergrande is really the largest property developer in China. They probably have about 350 to $400 billion in debt um, for properties all throughout China. And they've missed a number of their payments and what's interesting is how China is going to tackle um, that liquidity issue, that overdevelopment issue, versus how we've had to do this in the past in the U.S. Um, you know, Ace, I'm sure before we get into the China side, on the U.S. side, you remember turning back the clock 12 years ago and how banks responded when there was some overdevelopment and speculation in the U.S. Definitely. For sure, Stephen. I mean, look, the Evergrande situation in China, um, you know, is a huge concern for us, you know, where we hope everyone involved in the Evergrande situation um, comes out unscathed, but that doesn't seem like that's going to happen. So, look, you know, we're so connected globally um, in, in today's marketplace, Stephen, you know, it will have some effect um, on the U.S. as well. So, I think it'll affect some of the investors. I think it, it, what, what the interesting story is, you know, and, and from, from my side and seeing it with international investors, is how does China really address it and has it affect maybe China with global investors, whether they're buying U.S. properties or other locations. And I think what's interesting about it, the, it, it, I think it'll have an impact on their banking system and on their free capital to invest abroad. I don't think there are a lot of Americans directly invested in there, which is, which is helpful to one degree to our market. But I think it also ties in for a second on how they're dealing with cryptocurrency. And what's interesting is in China, they recently put in a lot of additional restrictions to the point where they're basically ending most of the cryptocurrency market in China. At the same time, what's also interesting is that in the United States, the SEC, which is the Securities and Exchange Commission, which regulates investments, um, they're actually in the late stages of allowing exchange-traded funds of certain cryptocurrencies. So it looks like a very, very different approach between the two countries. And so, you know, what I want to throw out to our listeners is to keep in mind that even when you hear certain things in the news, there's a lot of different ways in which the government's going to respond to it. 
and that can have an impact and it could be positively on liquidity, which really frees up investment opportunity to strengthen our markets here in the U.S. Um, so it, it's really the comparison is really quite interesting. Yeah, and um, speaking of foreign investors, um, Stephen, it seems like uh, we're going to be opening up the doors for foreigners to come in, um, I believe, in November. Um, so the real estate market um, in New York City, you know, we're fairly excited to hear that we're going to finally allow vaccinated foreigners to, to come into the city. So hopefully that'll drum up some uh, interest in buyers and things of that nature. So, you know, we'll see. It's going to be in a very interesting market once uh, foreigners come into come into the marketplace as well. I I agree. And I think that's part of the overall trend. I think we're making a statement showing that, look, we're continuing to be more open for business and for people wherever they are locally, nationally, or globally to come in and invest. Um, and I think that's great. And I think that's the right message. Um, and, you know, going back to the, to the other part of, of the inflation equation, I think one of the other things, and this is where you can see how solid real estate is by comparison is the sort of supply chain, right? There's a lot of um, articles recently in the press about the ability of goods and services to actually come into the country and move around. And, you know, this is something that people need to watch over the next few weeks because that can have an impact on prices, but you also don't want to draw the wrong conclusion. One of the issues that we have right now is not a production problem per se, or a demand problem per se. It's literally the ability to unload and move various goods around the country. So we want to make sure that when we're talking about inflation, we look at the right data and we interpret it the right way. Because is it a problem where a dollar buys less, which is sort of classic inflation, or is it a temporary problem because there's a system shock because we can't unload the containers fast enough in the port of Los Angeles and we can't get enough truck drivers um, to actually distribute them around the country. And depending upon how you look at the information and the conclusion that you get, I, how you approach your different investment opportunities will be very different. Yeah, <clears throat> totally agree, Stephen. Totally agree. Totally agree. A lot, a lot, a lot to, a lot to, um, you know, look forward to, and and we'll see what happens, Stephen. You know. You know. So one of the things, Ace, this would be, I think, very helpful um, to all of our listeners is, given that we're at an inflection point where there's a lot of different ways in which things can go, this is, I think, a good time to revisit for a lot of um, consumers. What's really the right kind of mortgage, a fixed or an adjustable, interest only, and you know, are there some differences in how the bank approaches that underwriting? And, and sort of what are some of the smart questions that they should be asking to make sure that they're dealing with the right people and approaching it the right way? There's definitely not a, a one-size-fits-all to that question, right, Stephen? And that's sort of the the, uh, the question that we get all the time. And most most clients that walk into the bank, uh, they'll they'll automatically go for a 30-year fixed rate, right? I think that's what's been embedded in them, you know, maybe through their parents or maybe just through reading, um, you know, things on on you know 
online and things of that nature. So, so the 30-year fixed rate is the most popular product that we tend to, to get a request on. But, you know, what folks may not know is that there's a couple of factors in choosing the right product, right? Whether it's, <clears throat> it's, it's your new home, it's for the first time. And, you know, most of, most of the time, historically, folks that purchase a new home are, are there for about six to seven years historically, because, you know, if it's your first home <clears throat> and you're a young professional and you've just been, and you're just newlyweds, the, the likelihood that you're going to grow out of that home becomes much more because you're probably going to have kids, you know, down the line, you're probably going to want bigger space and your first home may not be exactly the size that you're looking for. And some folks don't take that, that into account and they just automatically go for a 30 year fixed rate when they could have went for an adjustable rate mortgage and what an adjustable rate mortgage is Stephen, And the most popular one now is the seven, six, um, adjustable rate mortgage where it's fixed for the first seven years, but it's amortized within 30 years. So the next 23 years, it's variable, but they're locking in at a much lower rate for the first seven years, right? So, you know, if you're working in Wall Street and you have bonuses at the end of the year, you know, thir a 30-year fixed rate may not be favorable, right? You may want to utilize your bonus at the end of the year and pay down your mortgage and take advantage of the lower rate on a seven year on a seven six arm product or a ten six arm product where it's fixed for the first seven years, fixed for the first ten years. So a couple things that a really good loan officer will walk you through is they'll ask you a whole bunch of questions, right? It's almost like going to a doctor. You know, we need to assess your situation, uh, what your goals are at the end of the day, and really find the right product that will fit you, right? There's so many products that you can actually apply for. Not only is there a 30-year fixed rate, there's a 15-year fixed rate, there's an adjustable rate mortgage, and you know, if you wanna go into products even, there's a construction to perm where if you're looking to buy a new home and you know, do a fixer-upper, you don't have to, you don't really have to come up with the cost of improvements yourself. You can actually finance that through the bank. If you're a doctor and you're in your residency, you can yeah, actually take out a I'm doctor's sorry to program. I'm for a like, second. Yeah, go ahead, Stephen. If I can add one, if I can add one thing before you switch off the construction to perm, for, for those who are looking to sell a home, whether as a seller or also if you're a, a real estate broker, that is a very important product to understand because I can't tell you tell you how many times properties have been mismarketed. And what I mean by that, they're going to say this, uh, this property is in terrible condition. We can only have a cash buyer. Um, nobody who was getting a mortgage would be able to buy it because it really needs to have a gut renovation. And for those sellers who understand it, those real estate brokers who understand it, they can really utilize a, a construction loan to really allow a buyer who would need financing and who can't be an all-cash buyer to really purchase some of those estate condition properties. So it's very important if you have an estate condition, as we call, or a property needing a lot of work to understand that because it can completely change how you um, market the property. And I think it's a great example of how the brokerage community really needs to know and have loan officers that they're comfortable with and have a good rapport with 
because it can totally help them market a property. My goodness, what a week six showdown we had in Iowa City. Hawkeyes rallying late to knock off Penn State. And this week we're on Rocky Top for Ole Miss at Tennessee. We'll be singing, and both these teams could be singing, both with just one loss in the SEC. So a monster game as we're kind of getting to that halfway point of the season to see how things are going to measure up for the rest of the year. Join us for it this Saturday at 7.30 on your home for college football Saturday night. Right here on AM 970, The Answer. October 29th, no purchase necessary, void or prohibited. Hey, America, you could win $7,000 a week for life. You heard me right. I said you could now win $7,000 a week paid to you every single week for the rest of your life, only with Publishers Clearinghouse. But you have to go to pch.com before it's too late. There's just days left to enter to win. It's quick and easy. Just go to pch.com right now. You can't win if you don't enter. It's $7,000 a week for life. Go to pch.com right now. That's pch.com. Get Macy's lowest prices of the season on specials for cooler weather, like cute boots and booties starting at $27.99. And warm new coats for all, 50 to 60% off. And get cafe-style coffee at your fingertips with select Nespresso bundles for only $124.99. Now at Macy's. Plus, get your Macy's order faster when you pick up curbside or in-store. Or try same-day delivery powered by DoorDash. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing, but are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers, making buying decisions right now and for the future. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com. Surroundnewyork.com. Connecting you with new customers. My doctor told me my blood pressure is borderline. I figured I could worry about it or do something about it. So I took control with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. It works safely and naturally to help maintain healthy blood pressure with a custom blend of garlic, vitamins, and minerals. And it's odor-free. I'm taking charge with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The term natural reference is only the garlic in the product. Use as directed. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. As many of you know, Buddy Foy Jr. and his wife Jen own the Chateau on the Lake in Bolton Landing, New York on Lake George. 
It was the inspiration for their Food Network TV show, Summer Rush, which chronicled happenings at the Chateau and the restaurants owned by Buddy's parents and brother. If you've never been, it's time to go, because they've received over 30 Diner's Choice Awards, the Wine Spectator's Award of Excellence, and have been named to the Top 100 Most Romantic and Top 100 Most Scenic in America. The lakefront is a spectacular way to dine, enjoying the magnificent beauty of Lake George. Open for nine years, the Foys and their professional staff are passionate about food and people and are famous for serving delicious French-inspired cuisine in Italian portions. The Chateau on the Lake also has luxury rooms if you want to spend the night. For more details and to make a reservation, visit their website, thechateauonthelake.com. That's thechateauonthelake.com. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elliman's Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to I on Real Estate. Uh, you have myself here, Ace Watana Supar, National Director of, of Strategic Sales for Citizens Bank, and we also have my fellow co-host here, uh, Stephen Ebert, a world-renowned attorney here in New York City. So I uh, hope you guys are enjoying the show thus far. And we were just talking about different products that customers can look into and apply for. And we were just talking about construction to perm. And it's probably one of the best-kept secrets out there, Stephen, where if you're looking for a deal in the housing market, 9 out of 10 times, it's probably an as-is property or a rundown property where the seller just didn't do any home improvements on the home and is just fire selling it for a lower price. And those are the type of deals that you're going to probably get, you know, a, the, the best reduction on, on price point. And knowing that there's a construction to perm product out there will definitely help you in um, getting that dream home of yours for a discounted price, right? But there are a couple of things to know about the construction to perm product. You want to be able to have a contractor um, that's a licensed contractor on your side because on the construction of perm, what you will be able to do is finance the construction costs into the loan, but what you'll have to do is work with a licensed contractor to kind of draw up the blueprints, send it over to the bank, and the bank will take the final cost of the construction, plus you know, appraising the home on the final product, not the current product, and, and you'll be able to finance the, the construction into the loan and only put 20, 20% down on the total amount that your, that your value of, of your home is. So that's, that's actually an amazing product. There's also a doctor's program where if you're in your early stages of your residency, but you don't have that doctor's salary just yet, you know, we have an amazing doctor's program where you can put as little as 5% down. And then you also have... The government loans, you know, Federal Housing Administration loans, FHA, where you can put 3.5% down. So like I said before, Stephen, there's no one-size-fits-all. You really have to do your homework and your due due diligence to see what product actually is best for you. But sitting down with a banker or a loan officer um, that's going to ask you a whole bunch of questions will definitely help them put you in the right product. So don't don't just go into the bank and request a 30-year fixed rate inquire, and most importantly, tell them everything, Stephen. I can't emphasize enough where clients feel as if they have to um, 
put on this facade that, you know, they're credit worthy. They have this, this great job. And some folks don't tell the loan officer or banker that they're actually moving jobs or they're transitioning from their employer. And that can affect the loan in itself, as opposed to telling the loan officer everything up front in the beginning, you know, getting all the skeletons out of the closet so that they can actually formulate the best plan forward. So um, it's all about preparation. I would say that if you're looking uh, for a mortgage and you're in, in the market to purchase a home, sit down with a loan officer or a banker um, way ahead of finding a home too, Stephen, right? Because if there's something that's wrong with your credit score, if there's a blemish, if there's a blemish on your um, payment history, you want to allow yourself enough time to work with a creditor or work with the loan officer to improve your credit score. So um, I, would o- I will always, always encourage folks to make going out and getting your pre- pre-approval your first step. You know, whether you're going to be looking for a home with a realtor or whatnot, but make sure that you get that pre-approval first. Yes, Stephen, go ahead. I I completely agree with you. And some of it's also knowing the the details of the program, like perfect example in the doctor program. There's a lot of complex nuances. You know, going to medical school is very expensive, and a lot of young physicians have medical school debt. So one of the questions is not only can you get the additional leverage, because while you may have the income, you don't have the years of savings for the down payment, but also how the lender looks at that medical school debt and calculating your total uh, debt to income to seeing if you qualify. Um, Those are some of the nuances where you need to have someone like Ace um, or someone who works with him that really understands the ins and outs of the programs because I've seen too many times where certain lenders will very quickly issue a pre-approval which is not legally binding, and then all of a sudden when you start going down the rabbit hole, um, you realize, wait a minute, this is not going to work out, and that's so important. Um, that's, one that's of the other things a, that when you're that, talking yeah. about adjustable, and – oh, no, no, please go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, Stephen. I also wanted to address one other point that you mentioned about the adjustable loans because I remember when I started um, – you know, you refer to a 7-6. When, when I started, they'd call it a 7-1. And the adjustable loans would typically readjust at the one-year anniversary. And what we're starting to see now is they adjust every six months. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that. And then also, some lenders refer to U.S. Treasuries as a baseline rate. Some refer to LIBOR. Some are in the middle of a transition from LIBOR to SOFOR. So when I'm a borrower, if I'm looking at an adjustable rate program, not only am I concerned about what is the initial fixed rate, but what should I ask my loan officer as to how the rate would be calculated in the outer years when it does adjust? What should it be on the lookout for um, with these indices and plus factors and frequency of changes? So that's a great, great um, topic, right? Stephen, so we've changed from our LIBOR to SOFR, but for our listeners to not get into so much detail, it just means that now the rate of where the rates are going to be changing, it used to be annually, and now it's changed to to every six months, right? And usually what the banks will use is they'll use the prime rate as the baseline. Uh, So, Stephen, you bring up a great point for our listeners out there. You know, what, what is... 
what's the main concern for our listeners is really the amount of times it's going to actually reset, meaning it'll follow what the prime rate will be, and that's every six months now as opposed to annually. So an adjustable rate mortgage is in a very attractive program if you utilize it the right way, right? <clears throat> now, one of the things that you have to take into account is are we going into a marketplace where we think interest rates are going to increase or decrease? If we, Or do we feel like the interest rates will stay at this rate for a for for a number of years, and that's where a lot of our um, economists and and folks that we talk to every single day, you know, they try to at least guide our, the um, the marketplace, and they'll always come out with with their predictions, but nobody has a crystal ball, right? So, <clears throat> one of the things that I I will always tell our clients is that if you are interested in taking out, <clears throat> sorry, Stephen. <laughs> Um, if, if you are interested in taking out an adjustable rate mortgage, just know what the benefits and pros and cons are. Uh, the fact that it's changing every six months that it's on the variable rate um, could be a concern for some of our clients. So just understanding the difference between, you know, the adjustable rate mortgage from the fixed rate uh, will be critical in, in working out your payments, right? And and look, the best rule of thumb is when clients are sitting down and they're saying, Ace, I'm planning on moving from my first from my first home in five to six years. You know, you would think that the typical product that we would offer is, is the seven six arm. Usually, I'll give them another three year buffer and I'll tell them, look, go for the ten year, the the, the ten ten six arm product because it'll give you an extra three years, right? So, just making sure that you 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 plan ahead. And you allow yourself enough room, you know, for 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 something that may may happen without you foreseeing it. So, having that extra couple of years will be will be critical as well. Yeah, and you know, while we're just on it, and, and these are excellent points that people to keep in mind. There's really one other big one that I, I really want to make sure that the consumers are aware of to keep in mind, and that's really understanding that not all rates are alike. And so many times I see people go online and they see a rate and they don't know what's really behind that rate. And then when they talk to a loan officer that actually understands what they're doing, for example, a co-op versus single family home, an investment property versus um, a primary residence, excellent credit versus okay credit, and they get a different number, they say, but I saw this rate online. And I was just wondering if you can explain a little bit about that and what people should be on the lookout for. And then also uh, APR. And what is the APR versus the quoted rate? No, great question, Stephen. Uh, so right now with the internet being so readily available, there's so much information out there. And uh, so many folks are shopping online first before actually sitting down with the loan officer. So some of the things that you really need to look at is the, and I'm not too sure if we have a break coming up, but we'll, all right, we'll continue our conversation right after the break. break.
We're planning a trip to Spain later this year. But our Spanish is... It's pretty bad. So we're using Babbel. Babbel's conversation-based method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. There's no easier way to learn another language. Ahora hablamos español. He just said, now he speaks Spanish. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Balance of Nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. The product super. I've heard about Balance of Nature for some time, and I just thought I'd get involved. And so when I did, I started taking it, and I saw a difference. It kind of balanced out my health, if you will. So my doctor was pleased with that. He said, what are you doing? What's going on? And I just shared. I said, well, I'm taking this extra thing called Balance of Nature. And he said, that's good. That's good. So I admonish all people that have some type of health issue, you know, try it. It really helped my health, and I know the product works. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code THEANSWER. Senior computer vision engineer, Peloton Interactive, Inc., in New York, New York. Job description, conduct complex development tasks to retrieve, manipulate, analyze, and model optical and other data, employing developed data models for designing and developing software features which provide products with vision capabilities. Construct and manipulate large image and data sets. Retrieve, prepare, and manipulate image data for analysis of visual patterns in user actions. Evaluate, develop, and improve machine learning models. Analyze data and develop models to visually ascertain user actions and needs, employing sophisticated machine learning techniques for tasks like object detection and segmentation. Continuously monitor and optimize machine learning computer vision software models to adapt to new research and changing business needs. Design, develop, and modify software to deploy machine learning-based computer vision in technical products and equipment. Employee insights derived from machine learning processes to refine software design specifications and details. May telecommute from any location within the U.S. Resume to christina.ellis at onepeloton.com, job code 49134.00112. Once again, resume to christina.ellis at onepeloton.com, job code 49134.00112. That's christina.ellis at onepeloton.com, job code 49134.00112. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elliman's Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. Hi, 
Hi, everyone, and welcome back. Uh, you have myself, Ace Watanasi Park, National Director of Strategic Sales um, here at Citizens Bank, and Stephen Ebert, my co-host for today. Dottie is not here. Um, she's flying to L.A., and uh, she'll be back next week. So uh, really excited to be with you guys. We were just talking about shopping for a, uh, a mortgage online and some of the things that you guys need to be aware of as it could seem like an amazing deal up front, but there are certain things that you guys have to look at when it comes to the fine print. And, you know, we're here to just make sure that you guys do your due diligence and um, ensure that you guys have the best rate and product possible. So, Stephen, we were just talking about online shopping, and it's not just for mortgage rates, right? It's for clothing. It's for uh, looking at real estate. You know, it's for buying all different types of, of, of products, right? Amazon, I can tell you, in my building, I, I see at least you know a couple dozen boxes a day just from Amazon alone. So, look, the new trend is to shop online, and, you know, I just want to make sure that you guys are aware of what to look for when shopping for mortgage rates. So, Stephen mentioned a couple things, APR, that stands for the annual percentage rate. That will take into account not only your interest rate, but your closing costs as well. So the higher closing costs that's included into that APR, the higher the APR. So sometimes you'll see that your rate is 2.75, but the APR is actually 3.125. That means that it's including your rate plus your closing costs. And if your closing cost is high, and that's going to actually affect your APR rate to be even higher. So a good indication to see where your, where your closing cost is with that financial institution is to really look at the APR and compare, and compare APRs from one lender to another. And that's really going to tell you a bigger story than, than, than what you're seeing face value, right? So some of the things that you guys, that, that everybody here uh, needs to really take into account with shopping online is, not only do you need to to look at what the rate is, you have to look if the rate is coming with any points. Usually, they'll actually um, tell you what the points are, or it may be in very, very fine print. And where you'll see that origin, what we call origination fee, is in the loan estimate. Uh, you may not be able to see that uh, face value when you're shopping online. So it's something where after you apply, you may want to get on a phone with a representative from that financial institution and just take a look and, and ask if there are any discount points or origination fee points. And if you have any questions at all, feel free to give us a call at one 970 9622 I get this question all the time from clients, listeners that are shopping online, and they're always asking, Ace, where do I, where do I look in, in regards to the rates, and how do I know that that's the rate that I'm getting, right? And, and, you know, I'm here to tell you, you have to look at the loan estimate. You, you have to look at the fine print, because a lot of times, just like in anything, um, a lot of these financial institutions, they, they want to put their best rate out there to attract the consumers, but Sometimes with your credit score, sometimes with the down payment that you're putting down, you may not, you, you may not actually get that rate. So, you know, that, that's the reason why they have you fill out an application. And sometimes you may not know what your credit score is. So depending on what your credit score, that can affect your rate as well. So there's a lot of variables. It's not a one-size-fits-all, like I said in the beginning of the show. But, 
you know, it's a great indicator for you guys to shop online, see where you're at, but don't take the rate that you're getting online uh, for face value. Dig a little bit deeper, double click on a couple of items, and uh, hopefully, you know, a lot of these sort of suggestions will help you down the line. So, Stephen, any comments that you wanted to add in as well from your experience? I think that's really very, very helpful. I think also uh, consumers need to get what's called that loan estimate early on and so that they understand. And don't be shy about talking to your loan officer and showing offers from other institutions. Most loan officers recognize that you're going to be shopping around for the best terms. And sometimes they could compete. They can also explain because how things are displayed, while there's supposed to be some level of standardization across banks, the reality is there is still nuances, and you want to make sure that you're comparing apples to apples across these different estimates. Um, so I would say this, if you're talking to your loan officer, give them a chance and, and to compare. But in helping consumers, we do have a call right now. We have uh, Helen, who had a question about her co-op. Uh, Helen, are you there? Helen, are you there? Uh, what are my what are the advantages of putting this co-op in a trust? Right, so that's a great question. So putting your co-op in a trust. So there's a couple of things, and I'll and also to make sure our audience is aware, there's a couple of different types of trusts, um, and really, you utilize a trust primarily to reduce the assets that are in probate. Um, probate's the process. And it's technically a public one. Uh, anyone can see a filed will after someone passes in the surrogate's court. So a trust is able to bypass probate and make it clear where um, the asset should go. Um, it also does have some help in insulating against uh, creditors in case there was ever a dispute or a non-payment. Um, generally speaking, it doesn't change um, any liabilities under estate tax but it is helpful in those other two regards. Now, when you're looking to put your co-op shares into a trust, you need to really reach out to your management company because the co-op will want to approve the trust and the co-op does have the right to say yes or no on allowing you to put the asset into a trust. Most co-ops will generally allow it. They may want to have you know, a personal guarantee because they don't know what other assets are in the trust to make sure you pay the maintenance and the call fees. They may ask for another document to make sure that the people residing in the apartment stay about the same. But that's usually some of the basics on, on what happens when a co-op um, gives the approval <coughs> on transferring ownership from your individual name to a trust. Um, do you also have a loan outstanding as well with your bank? No. Okay, great. So you oh, really no, no my credit yourself. rating is in the mid-800s. Oh, okay, great. But, but you, you own the co-op apartment free and clear. You don't have any more. Yes, I did. Fees. Right, I paid all – I sold one home, and, and with the money that I got from that, I purchased the co-op, and I paid all cash. And I'm current okay, in all so my maintenance. <clears throat> Perfect. So basically the thing to do is get your management company information and provide that to your estate attorney and make mm -hmm. sure that they're in touch with the co-op management 
because you do need to get the co-op authorization because ultimately once all the documents are prepared, you need to take that original stock certificate and proprietary lease that, that was given to you when you bought the apartment. Yes. You gotta take that out. You gotta take that out and once everything's done, what happens is that's gonna get submitted to the co-op and they're gonna issue you a new stock certificate and lease in the trust name. I so get it. One of the things that's really important to make sure you and all of our listeners do is when you make certain plans, make sure everything's completed. So even if you have the, the best, you know, trust agreement that's set up, if you don't do that last step with the co-op, it's not going to be fully in effect. So that's mm-hmm. important. I see. Okay, good. Uh, you see, I'm, I'm in my 80s, and uh, I have two adult children who are in fine shape financially, et cetera. But uh, I don't know, I, with this tax situation that's going on now with the currently in Washington, I, I just want to make it as simple and as easy as possible. And uh, I know you said that it doesn't have, it doesn't have any, just doesn't have any bearing on the estate tax. Did I well, yeah, misunderstand so you? Yeah, so let me let me explain that for people. So sure, um, there's two parts. There's um, there's will the assets go where you want them to go, right? right. So trust is very good at directing that. And the second part is, does it reduce your taxable estate? Uh-huh. So um, the fact that you just move a co-op from your name to a trust, that in and of itself doesn't remove it from the total um, um, value of your estate. You know, there are some specific steps that are out there, and that's very customizable, and some of it has to do with various trusts um, with children. It has to do with um, insurance planning and the like, and that gets very specific, and that's something that you should just have a conversation with your estate attorney on uh, privately. Mm -hmm. Um, So there is value with trust, but I do want to point out just by putting um, real estate in a trust doesn't take it out of your estate so that way there's no it doesn't get factored in for estate tax planning and 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 just to let all of our listeners know there's a big conversation in washington right now about readjusting how we look at the estate tax and lowering what's called the exemption amount there's nothing that's been passed yet and you know it's washington so who knows what's going to happen uh down there but it's definitely something and you know I, i applaud that you're you know, keeping an eye on it um, and making sure you have things planned the right way. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, I think I have a, a much better, clearer idea of what's going on. My attorney <clears throat> has been my attorney for a while. He is also a CPA, so I, uh, so uh, he would, I presume he would, when I speak to him, he would know the procedure for this type of a trust. Yep, I think he would. So just just give him a call and make sure you go over these uh, details, and I'm sure everything right. will be order and in order. And thank you so much for listening and calling in. Okay, I enjoy the program every every week. Really, it's it's very informative. And you have a good week now, and stay healthy and safe. Good, bye bye. Thank you so much. You too. Um, what we want to get to next before, because we have a guest coming in soon, and, and she's really a, a terrific guest. She is a nationally syndicated columnist. She is an author. She's even written some screenplays. 
Um, so coming up very shortly, we're going to have Elise uh, going. But before she comes on to the show, I just want to give a quick update on some of the developments in New York regarding uh, the tenant and landlord tenant and eviction moratoriums. Um, just last week, it was extended again until January the 15th, 2022, the eviction moratorium. It applies to both residential and commercial, but to let everyone be forewarned, one has to give a sworn affidavit saying that they've had financial and or health impacts or would be impacted if they had to be evicted for the non-payment of rent. So be careful for those of you who are relying on that. You want to make sure that it is, of course, a fully accurate state of affairs um, as things continue to evolve in how landlord-tenant relations get adjudicated. You also want to point out that the courts in Brooklyn, landlord-tenant courts, are starting to have on some of the conferences in-person meetings again. So again, the court system keeps on evolving. And for those of you who have been following constant change with non-payment eviction landlord-tenant cases and how they work, the way in which this uh, affidavit would get involved when you're in front of the court and having these proceedings is initially earlier in the year, New York had a law that if a tenant just asserted it, that would be that would stand as fact. That was turned down by the courts because you're having an incentivized party be the sole determiner of facts. What's happening is now is if somebody makes that affidavit that they would have a health or financial impact due to COVID, um, the landlord can object to that and then there would be a trial based on that factual issue. So things continue to evolve and we'll continue to uh, keep an eye uh, on it. Uh, otherwise, there is a lot of activity going on in the market and we're seeing a lot of transactions at different price points. Um, and again, interesting development projects that are really coming on the radar. Uh, so Ace, you know, it's, it's interesting, you know, sometimes, and you've talked about it before, that people will, should go ahead and get pre-qualified. And many times they'll talk to the bankers before the lawyers. But I'm curious if there is maybe a couple of interesting stories that you're seeing in some recent transactions of types of properties that clients are interested. Uh, any interesting story happening recently? Well, on our end, we're seeing a number of uh, different transactions. Um, and one of the things that we're seeing is developers are reimagining how they're looking at space. And there's one of the condominium communities right now that they're putting in um, what the highest uh, tennis court uh, in New York City. So we're really seeing a movement on how space can be imagined and work being done. Um, Definitely, Stephen. And I think our guest is on. She's back on. So. Oh, wonderful. Well, what we're going to do is we're about to go to a commercial break. Um, and then right after the commercial break, we're going to be um, having a chance to be with our guest, Elise Blink, who is a nationally syndicated col columnist, freelance writer, and just overall guru on personal finance and real estate matters.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.